This podcast is intended as entertainment for grown-ups and to spread awareness of 826LA, a nonprofit writing and tutoring center for children ages 6 to 18. Visit 826LA.org for a full schedule of 826LA's events and programs, including the Time Travel Mart, with locations in Echo Park and Mar Vista, California. And now, a special appearance by Abby Hoffman. Hey kids, it's your friend, revolutionary and author Abby Hoffman. I hope you're all out there, you know, while you're listening to podcasts, I hope that you're also at the same time plotting a revolution in your mind. And that's where all good revolution starts, you know. But words are really important. Get inspired by authors. I blatantly inspired people with my book, Steal This Book, you know, to start a revolution. But sometimes just having knowledge is a revolution. So with that, I'd like to bring you the Dead Authors Podcast, Appendix F, with Ernest Hemingway and Sun Tzu. Our first author, this, uh, this He-Man author, uh, has won both the Pulitzer Prize and the Nobel Prize for Literature. That is not bad for someone who wasn't terribly good at writing. <laughs> Please welcome Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway... He's very strong. Please, Mr. Hemingway, have a seat. <laughs> I see you have uh, a BYOB'd. Aha. I have come prepared. <laughs> well, it's lovely to have you here. Uh, how are you enjoying the 21st century so far? Well, it's, it's quite a spectacle to see that so many people have come to see me. Now, is this the largest crowd for which you've ever uh, performed or appeared in front of? No, no, no. Why, I've spoken before the League of Writing Gentlemen. I've spoken before the Pulitzer Prize-winning Ward League of Gentlemen. I've spoken before, oh, the entire German army to tell them they were going down. And I've spoken before the Spanish Armada, where the bulls were released, and they were released upon the town, and I wrestled them, and I, you don't know life until you've been dragged by a bull, and a beast versus the man, I spoke to them all. So this is all a a flypaper scratch on the wall compared to the things that I've written and spoken to. But really, a writer, which is what I am, shouldn't speak too much because he writes. So I shouldn't be saying so much. I should write it if I feel it. Fair enough. But I really think... That it's important <laughs> to, to write what you feel and feel what you write, which is life, not like mm, gidgets and gadgets and little furry creatures that fly through time. I mean, if that's what you feel, adjectives and such. I, I, I say, sir, I don't wish to start any sort of uh, contretemps, but... Uh, 
What are was you? That? I, I don't. I, I don't wish to fight, but uh, well, I, I will fight. I do. Well, I know you will. <laughs> I feel like you were speaking poorly of my novel, Gidgets and Gadgets. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you like that sort of thing, gadgets and gadgets, you know. I I do. Well, some people who are people prefer to read things about the man as opposed to those who just want something to read while eating Cracker Jack. Indeed. Who'd want to hear a story about a spaceship when they could hear about a man who's impotent? (laughs) Now look, before we... Before we proceed down this particular road, I would like to uh, bring out our next guest. You, you, you have some time to stay with us, don't you? I suppose so. I'm waiting to get dumped off back at home in my time so that I may carouse with Fidel Castro <laughs> and a lion. I'll have you back the moment before you left. curiosity, what's the smallest group you've ever spoken before? A woman (laughs) who was listening at the hospital where they removed a bullet from my backside in Africa. They all wanted to know how I felt. Quite the roller coaster. After tearing my groin and stubbing my toe. I would have told more people if they were there. But there was one lady there and we wanted to make love. And she wanted me to make love. I told her of my bronze medal, which I was awarded for bravery. But... Alas, I was married, and my wife kept this forlorn romance from happening, but I did dedicate a novel to her. So I did speak to thousands with the novel that I wrote. About speaking to that one person. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) The one person your wife prevented you from having an affair with. Wives. I've had many of them. You know what I say? A wife, that the only wife that is a good wife is a dead wife. I also say that about other things that I don't like. The only thing that is a good thing that I don't like is a dead thing that I don't like. Well, uh, I wrote that. Pithy if not, pithy if not popular. Which is what I am, is popular. Indeed. Life magazine. Well, let me ask a quick poll of the audience. By a round of applause, how many people have read at least one of the works of Ernest Hemingway? Now go ahead, ask who's read all of them. (laughs) If I may, follow-up question to those who applauded. How many people of those who applauded were forced to read one of the works of Ernest Hemingway? Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest wrote 
The Art of War, an ancient Chinese book on military strategy that achieved its ultimate usefulness as a book deeply unpleasant people have pretended to read. <laughs> Please welcome to our stage, Mr. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. Shaking hands with the entire audience, seemingly, making his way around the room. Oh, you missed a few people over there. Or no? Our stage sitters get a. Uh... Thank you so much. Oh, oh, a nice, a nice embrace between Sun Tzu and Ernest. Anyway, hi everybody. Wow, nice crowd. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for coming. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Mr. Mr. Sun, thank you for being here. Thank you my so pleasure. much for being um, here. My pleasure. My honor. And, and what great work you, you guys have both done, really. <laughs> are, you fam- are you familiar with uh, yeah, my just work? Yeah, so, it's so imaginative. It's, it's stuff that I don't do. It's not what I have ever created. And it's so... Uh, wow, you, you, you really like, just expanded imagination. I loved it. It was, uh, and it was funny in its own way, too. Well, I, I, I don't hear that often, but yeah. I do appreciate it. Thank yeah, great, you very much. Great. It's, and it's dude, very flattering. <laughs> How prolific is this guy? How prolific? Book after book. I just did the one book. And, uh... It's weird, you know, when you you pitch that kind of thing. And this is 6th century BC. You know... I just went to the bookbinder and I'm like, hey, I got this idea. I got this, you know, art of war thing. And, like, just some, like, military things. And they go, yeah, do it. And... The scary thing is having to actually write it. That's the crazy thing where you're like, that's exactly, it's so exactly. That's oh, the worst okay. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, worst no, it's like, part. It's like, okay, now I've got to sit down with the bamboo and everything and do it. And what's worse? What's worse than that blank bamboo? Oh, it's oh, shock. It's like that's my whole future. I'm like, is, is this going to be it? But um, but I did it and we did it and uh, it, it got out there and you know, I'm just a I'm just a normal guy. I'm just a guy. Yeah, doing my thing and, and hoping for the best and if people read it great if not who cares you know <laughs> I, to be I mean I barely read it <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little bit of false modesty yeah, yeah. There. yes uh, now uh, did you ever imagine it would be uh, so popular with uh, people uh, thousands of years in the future that's the crazy part because I thought you know at the time I thought okay this will be another you know a few years that people will latch on to it and then you know, a hundred years, two hundred years, and in the thousands, it's just, it's, it's really humbling. And I'm just a guy, I'm just like a normal guy, and I'm just like, you know, okay, you know, if you, if you like it, great, read it. And it's just like, I just created this thing, and it sort of had its own life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It had its own life. Mm-hmm. I gotta write that down really quick. <laughs> now, uh, how, how popular was the art of war in its time? Um... Well, I mean, we're going back oh, many, many centuries, and we had a smaller population. I don't know if you guys know that. And Roughly 100 people, I think, so, worldwide. Something like that. I mean, we knew everybody. Uh, <laughs> in my village, it was just... Shintao, Uchni. The whole gang. Chini. Nihi. Mafao. I mean, we just were, hey, you know, like, that was it. That was it. We had our gang. And... Uh, yeah, you know, I, I feel like my friends, they, they, they said they read it, and I could tell as I was talking to them, mm-hmm, I'm like, these mm-hmm. dudes have not read any. <laughs> but it doesn't matter, but, 
But it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I don't care. I just like my friends. I like hanging out. You know, I, you know what I mean? Like, I go to the bathroom. I, I, I have drink water and tea, and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I don't know that that was in question. <laughs> but, uh, but in its time, I guess it did well. It was in the top, it was in the top one. <laughs> But that's all there was. I mean, there wasn't anything else in print. And yeah, I opened. I mean, I opened up that the leaf that day, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, you know, my writings are at the top, and it was. Uh, that's weird. That's weird because then suddenly I'm that guy. What? Everyone wants to know you. Everyone wants to know me, and I went to the tea shop, and hey, you know, like, and also free tea. I'm like, no, I like, I want to pay. I want to pay. <laughs> Mr. Hemingway, are you familiar with, uh, with The Art of War? Have you ever read it? Well, I'm not familiar with Asian philosophy, so to speak. Maybe German or Spanish or European, but... Uh, all those philosophies. All those. But I would say that um, what I do know of it is that it makes it questionable whether you can be trusted. <laughs> point because uh, no I don't want to answer it that's great well, that's great because that's the question I want that's the question I want from everybody can we trust what words are those what do you want you know what I mean that's the kind of fuel that gets us I mean that's what we're, it's about you and you and you me and you <laughs> you know you you know that's so that's what the art of war was about it's like is it war <laughs> yes Yes, I, I, I was under the impression it definitely was about it. Right, okay. I mean, okay, that's what you... It's, it's in the title. I mean, look, look, look we come away with it so going... the word art, which is what writing thank is. Thank you. Say. Good catch, Ernie. <laughs> Please call me Papa. <laughs> oh, round of applause from, uh, from Mr. Uh, Sun over there. Now, can I ask you, I would like to, to delve into uh, influences with the both of you. Um, Ernest Hemingway, what, what would you say was your, was your primary influence? Did you have a, a sort of, uh, something you considered your muse when you wrote? <laughs> really think about of it course, and rub your forehead. Of course, I mean, there's always, there's always people and you push and all the people who did what they did, they did it because, and they did it greatly, those who did it greatly, not very many in this country left, Mark Twain and myself. Those who did it greatly, they tried to do it differently than the previous greatly, which is just... I thought you had him. I thought you had him. I missed him on purpose, the art of war. Those who did it greatly... They knew they were trying to do it differently. But I was around a, a, a league of other gentlemen of my age, and I took my inspiration from them and topped it. F. Scott. Mm, I was so close to an answer. I, I have a, a quick, a really quick, uh, funny saying about the bug. This is something I came, a little something I came up with. Um, a flying insect that flies is not one that needs to be caught. Is that just uh, just now you came up? No, with this is about a week ago. Oh. I had to see the... You should add that to the book as an update. No, I'm doing some new ones. I'm doing this animal thing. 
feels a little first draftish. <laughs> You're a little bit of a critic. I, I might be. I might be. I, I, you know, I, I do enjoy the uh, the written word, and I feel that we are all colleagues, and perhaps we can. Okay, uh, maybe uh, yeah, maybe it's kind of first drafts, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm doing this is like new to me. You know? <laughs> what what, ins- what was your inspiration for writing the article? Is you few? I'm sorry. Is you few? Is you few? Uh, he was uh, this military. Uh, do you, are you guys familiar with his? Anybody? Zhu Fu? Um, part of what, what he wanted to do. I don't know if you guys are army people at all. Um, but part of what, uh, with first ranks and defense, you want to know that the soldiers first in command have the second command right behind them, and they don't have that wall on the sides that's going to make them indefensible. Do you understand what I'm saying? When, the, when that's down... Are you guys... This is... I'm, I don't know if I'm Paulo, we're going to Paulo. Um, um, it, it, it might be a little too inside baseball for yeah, some, yeah, of the, yeah. um, some of the non-army It's, it's a basic thing of walls. If there are human walls and, and you're trying to break down a defense, how do I put this for you people? Um, it, he, he taught us that by uh, recessing back, mm-hmm. that is exactly when you draw in the enemy. Mm. And that's what we all want to do. I, I don't know if you guys, when you're driving, you want to think of something like it's that. It's the... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, I personally think you don't draw in the enemy, you take on the enemy. Uh-huh. You grab the horns, you don't lure him and befriend him and f- trick him, you grab him and man up and take him down. But, but, but here's the... Okay, and we can, we, can, we can certainly debate about it. Who's the enemy? Who's the enemy? That's where we're at. Is who? Sometimes you're your own enemy. (laughs) Uh, Papa. Um, You're you're a bit of a warrior. You you fought in in your share of wars. How many wars have you fought in? The first war, the Spanish Civil War. The war that was just a battle. uh, and, uh, And I once fought a German... Right in his face, he said, "You, you don't have the uh, cojones, as they say in Spain, to do it." And I said, "I gave him a kiss, and then I punched him right where the kiss was." That I consider a triumph as opposed to a war. There was no war; it was a mere scuffle. Now, the Spanish culture is one that you greatly admire. You spent uh, a lot of time down there, and uh, you were an aficionado of uh, bullfights. Is that correct? Oh, I was the discoverer of bullfights. <laughs> <laughs> but you, discovered. Be, you brought them to, uh, to America? Mm-hmm. Every bullfight you see in America is because I took it here. <laughs> I discovered it, took it to the country of America, and let me tell you, this... The air in Paploma, Papaloma, Spain. Pamplona. Pepona would be so would be so brisk and breathing, and then the whistle and the music would come, and the flags would wave. On with the bulls! Who into the? Who, say, who would say that exactly? On with the bulls! They would say it in Spanish. Oh, of course. On with the bulls. I didn't run realize that's the what they bull. were saying in the, in the stands there at the bullfight. They run. They, they run the streets. It's not just a fight. They run the streets. Every street. You think it's bad traffic here, so I've heard. Imagine if you were behind a bull. 
and this the light turns red and they run to the light that turns red. Well, they don't like the red. They That's don't true. stop. They don't know. They charge at it. Yeah. And you grab them. You grab them. And then what? You wrestle them. You take your demons. You take the manliness. And you don't admit that you've lacked in manliness. And if anyone should hint that, you'd grab them harder, the bull, and take it to the ground. I, I have a funny uh, uh, saying about bulls. You guys know bulls. And, uh, bull fans? How many? Uh, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, don't let a bull bite you. Because once he gets a bite, he's going to want to keep on biting because he just got a taste. And that taste is going to make him go crazier and crazier. And that bull is not biting you for fun. He's biting you to attack you. It's true. I, I don't favor Asian philosophy, but every day before battle, we would say that quote. That is, yeah. that is a well-known aphorism. Say it again just because I like to hear it. Don't let a bull bite you. Once he because takes he a bite, he will keep on biting you. Because, because a bull, bull doesn't want to bite you, you. Just, just for, for fun. fun. The bull, bull wants, wants to attack, attack you. you. Now, what, uh, may I ask you, gentlemen, what have you been doing since you've been here in the, uh, in the 21st century? And uh, uh, Mr. Zhu, this is uh, Mr. Sun, excuse me. Uh, I know the, the, the first name is the, actually the last name, is that correct? That's it's the way the, we do it, and it doesn't matter. It's like, no, no. <laughs> Zhu's fine. Yeah. Zhu. Uh, this is your first time in, uh, in, in this hemisphere, I believe, uh, of the globe. Uh, uh, is that correct? Uh, it is. I heard uh, there was a lot of talk about Tower Records, and I looked all over the place. And then I, I wish I'd gotten you here sooner. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and uh, there was apparently a video section and, and DVDs and all that, and uh, I guess it's done. It's shut down. There are still DVDs. Okay. Those still do exist, just not to that particular place. You, okay. can't, you can't find them there. No, DVDs and tapes, the same thing. No, they, they are not. Yeah. A, first, there was, a, there was Betamax. Why, uh, they wouldn't give them the same, different names if it was the same thing. They don't call them all tapes. No, no. <laughs> they, don't, they don't just... Anything, you, anything where you see a visual image is not just automatically called a tape. They, do, they came up with different, uh, different yeah, names. Different for names for just different so you technology. Could fi- yeah, so you could figure out what's what. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's very helpful. There are different devices for watching it. Indeed, it's, it's a tape player. There's a tape player for tapes. Uh, then there'd be a DVD player for DVDs. Tapes? And, no. Oh, no. DVD player plays DVDs. Plays DVDs. Yeah. I think that's where the name comes from. <laughs> DVD player. It's, it's blank player. Tape player. Tape player. So there record is tape, player. Right. Oh, no, records. I do know, though. We didn't call them records. We called them inches. <laughs> inches? So you'd say, put on that latest uh, Louis Armstrong inch. Right. <laughs> why, why did you why call did you them? Why did you pick Louis Armstrong? That's... Uh, someone appropriate to uh, Mr. Hemingway's My time, time period, we had Louis Armstrong, he was popular. I mean, I, I don't know if music was my... Uh, favorite thing. I more prefer the word. Yeah, who likes music? Word. I do. Do you guys know Xing Che? Xing Che? Xing Che? 
No one knows Xinche. Huge in China. Xinche. Can you give us a, just didn't a, have maybe the a few, power, Perhaps you can hum a song we'd, uh, we'd all recognize. Nothing. It's so crazy to me. That's so crazy. Did anyone Shazam that? Might have to use Soundhound. These are applications. So funny. Uh, one thing I did find uh, 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 interesting is that there were no books in the time machine on the trip here, but they played a, a loop, I noticed, of your selection. They played the Minority Report. Uh, they played uh, the time machine, of mm. course. They played time after time. Yes. Have you seen it's a movie where they depict you? Indeed, played play by you. Malcolm McDowell. Yes. yes. How did you like his performance? I, I enjoyed his performance very much. I thought he brought a nice uh, sort of style and panache to the role of uh, his. His eyes got George so Wells. big when he was changing times. Yes, well, that is rather what it's like. I mean, at first. But do you do that? I mean, is this not anymore? No, now it's 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 old hat. At first, it was. Yes, indeed, it was. I I had to I had to remind myself. I am traveling through bloody time. This is amazing, and I would say it out loud. Is it ever boring? Is it ever boring? Mostly. It mostly is boring. (laughs) It's travel. I was bored when I was traveling. It's travel. Yes. I I I have to take my shoes off. I always travel with moccasins just because of maximum comfort. Yes. You Unless look, you're in battle. Yeah, well, of course. And then what, what would be a good battle shoe for you? Well, a boot, of course. You wouldn't know that fighting morphines or lock, dreadlocks or whatever they're called. It's uh, Morlocks. You were close. You both syllables in there, but uh, then you had a couple extra. You really didn't need... Now, speaking of entertainment, if we can get off uh, writing for a second, uh, what uh, uh, we mentioned Louis Armstrong. What was something that uh, you did for fun back then, uh, besides uh, fighting people and fighting wars? Oh, drinking! <laughs> you're, now, your drinking is legendary. Now, what, 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 were you, what were the demons that drove you to drink, would you say, if you, if you don't mind sharing that with our audience? Well, anyone who's familiar with my work should know my demons. Uh, Let's just pretend so. that people aren't. Okay. <laughs> well... I suppose uh, the woman, the drink, the fight. So drink is one of the things that drove you to drink. (laughs) The drink, of course. It's like life. Once you get a taste of life, you're living it. That's worthy of Sun Tzu. (laughs) I suppose I do take my influences off whoever I'm with. (laughs) Was that all of the question? I started to tune out. You know... I do apologize. Uh, Started to tune out of myself, if you can believe it. I got bored of what I was saying. Perish the thought. Mr. Sun, uh, what did you do for uh, entertainment back there in uh, ancient China? Well, uh, you know, they were my my demons. uh, You also had some demons. Did I mention fishing? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you fishing. fishing. I love to fish. You, you like to fish? Me too. <laughs> I punched a fish once. You don't say. What caused you to punch that fish? Wrestled him. Wrestling, of course. Big. He was a big fish. Yes, what did you do with the punch? Absolutely. <laughs> what Did one punch do it, or was he a bit of a fighter? Well, he was a fighter, a real fighter. You had to grab him by the gills and... Hold the gills up and cut him. 
What's That's a- when I got that punch in me. Now, uh, Sun Tzu, how would you have advised Ernest Hemingway to battle that fish? A fish is not your friend. A fish is an enemy always. A fish, a fish speaks only to other fish. How, don't you love that? I always love that saying. I'll, yes. I always loved it. It's like, yeah. Do you know oh, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who ruined that expression for me. Was, James uh, Joyce. No. The, <laughs> he tried. James Joyce tried to ruin so many expressions for me. But, um, me too. Aquaman. Aquaman, the creator of Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, he had uh, this fellow who you know, draws these pictures. I, I don't want to get into was comic it, books. Was it real? No, no, no. It wasn't real. The creator of Aquaman, okay. who uh, had him talking to fish and fish just obeying him. Uh, this man who was uh, presided over a kingdom of uh, undersea slaves, essentially, <laughs> I found very distasteful. Where, where do you... Where do you park your time machine whenever you end up somewhere? How do you know that it's not going to end up on top of Oh, somewhere? I know a secret uh, street. <laughs> oh, did you mean not for ticketing purposes, but just sort of space-time purposes? <laughs> space time. So if you, if you were to go to the 7th century, mm-hmm. uh, how do you know you're not going to land on top of somebody or on oh, top of somebody's house? It's maps. <laughs> maps. So you do a map for whenever that's... I have lives. maps of uh, every day from... <laughs> Well, I suppose when the Earth started cooling <laughs> to a trillion years from now. So those are my parameters. So I can't you know, really... You know you're going somewhere. Yes. You've got to find that map and say, okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to go to the year one billion. So I look on the map and I say, oh, okay, there's a rock. I can't park there. It's a rather huge rock. Um, that's street cleaning, so I can't park there. <laughs> so... Um, now it's that's it's a, worth it to be prepared. I notice that's a significant change in, from watching the pictures on the time travel. Because in, in the film, The Time Machine, it just stays in one spot. But in Back to the Future, it can go multiple places. Yes, it's much more like the, uh, the Back to the Future films, um, mm-hmm. where I can go uh, really anywhere. So I'm if you had it to do over again in your classic, The Time Machine, would you <laughs> r- change The Time Machine to move around? I will, uh, I'll dismiss those air quotes because you only used one hand, so technically it didn't count. Oh, I'll close it for you. <laughs> Thankfully, I only recognize British air quotes. <laughs> Typical American overkill. <laughs> now, what was your question again? I just heard the insult and then I tuned out. <laughs> I was nearly, merely recognizing. I was saying uh, in your house, I forgot myself. Something about a classic or something. I usually would you just, do it over again I, if you could? If I could do it over again, I guess I'd just punch that time machine. <laughs> now, that, now that's a novel. <laughs> a, man, a man endlessly punching a time machine. <laughs> His own beast <laughs> that he's created himself. In the prologue, I imagine he'd Punches. wrestle the time machine. Well, for a lot to create a lot, stretch out the Indeed. story, you might have to wrestle. Indeed. And then, In life, you have then punch it. Twelve it. chapters oh. of punching, mm. and then an uh, epilogue, he got drunk. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the influence your works have had on other people? Uh, Mr. Hemingway, you, you spawned a veritable school of, 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 of writing, uh, of fiction. Uh, your, your, your prose was very uh, sparse, and, and uh, it was uh, praised for its, uh, for its honesty and its directness. Um, it wasn't flowery, it wasn't purple, um, and you spawned a whole new generation of writers. How do you feel about that? Well, I expected it. I mean, I, I would expect that I, 
after doing it, I, before, you don't know your pain, your struggle, and then once it's done, it's like, well, who's going to copy this next F. Scott Fitzgerald, James Joyce? You were rivals a little bit, uh, you and F. Scott well, Fitzgerald. You were friends and rivals. What you're talking about. Well, you, you, you had a falling out over his, uh, his wife Zelda. You didn't oh, care for her. I see you've read our, our, my cliff notes. Um, <laughs> uh, it's true. We, uh, his, the wife, I found her attractive, but I found her just a beast like those of, that lie within yourself, and she did not want uh, me to carouse with F. Scott anymore, you know, as de- handsome and devilish as I thought that he was. Uh, and he was jealous of me or my success and my acclaim and my the, pr- the pride that I had and pr- the proud of things that people... Uh, had in me, and uh, uh, the way I could captivate an audience with what I would talk about and all the things I would say. Uh, everyone wanted to sit and listen to me, and he didn't like that. People were just endlessly entertained by the things that I would say, and people were just all over my words. Life magazine wanted to publish a whole novel, the edgy Life magazine, and they did, and I won a Pulitzer, and people just kept on being interested in me. And I kept talking (laughs) because they were interested. They just wanted to know. And the wife, the wife of F. Scott, she didn't like how interested that I was. She thought I was a phony, but I I was a parody of myself. And she had to be taken out. She had to be taken down. Like most women. (laughs) This is taking rather a dark turn. As does my novel, The Old Man in the Sea. Yes. Now, Mr. Mr. Sun Tzu, um, quick question. What, what's this, what are these um, billboards I see for cats and dogs? Oh, it's, it's a motion picture. Have you guys seen this? Is it animation or is it... It's what a, is it? Computer-generated animation, I believe, yes. And they're dogs and cats and they're on planes? Yes, they're doing a sort of... Uh, it's a... It's a they're, they're having adventures with, uh, you know, sort of anthropomorphized cats and dogs that are Computer generated. In a, in a battle, you'll like that, Papa. That's good, but I would much prefer a typewriter-generated animation. <laughs> what? What would that be like? How would that go? Well, they make it with a typewriter. Put it up there to read. Well, <laughs> asked and answered. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Sun Tzu, uh, yeah. your, your work has been uh, largely uh, uh, been adapted for, uh, for business purposes in, a, in, a, in this modern time. I don't like that. You don't, you don't care for I it? I don't like that because it's kind of like then you're making a buck. Like you're trying to make money off of something that's meant for like battle and military. And it's like disrespectful in a way. And like hats off to companies. I know people are just trying to like get by. Hats know. off to companies indeed. <laughs> you know? But... Uh, but to treat other companies like enemies, that's just... I mean, I'm sorry to, like, create a stir here, but I just kind of feel like, that's not cool. It's not right. And, like, let's be friends. I have a saying that goes, no two friends are alike. Every friend that comes up to you is a person who wants to be with you at all times. And there's not one of those people who want to embrace you and take you out. There are people who want to share secrets with you and share information. Now, an enemy is nowhere to be found at, at that point. That's the, 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 the enemy is, is, is at that point long gone. So why don't we just for once sit down, have a cup of coffee, and just talk? Now, who hasn't seen that stitched on a pillow? 
Uh, we're getting dangerously close to the end of our evening. Uh, just a few more questions, and then we will, uh, we'll turn over the question. Gio, Puyo, Pijo. Do you want that, pe- that beer? Oh, he yow want he yows it. I have a question about time travel. Have you ever had relations with a young lady? And then, and then, promise to come back to that time period, and then you kind of didn't come back to that time period. You know, like, well, I, I, I am a married man, but yes, I've I've done that. Uh, I guess it would be uh, better to ask me how many times I've done that. How many times? A million. But my wife and I have an understanding that anything that happens inside the time machine right, is, is uh, it's, it's, it's not yeah. part of our continuum because it's happening outside of time. Yeah. So I'm not really being unfaithful. Now this is speak, you're speaking my language. It's English. It's English. Gentlemen, are there any books that you wish you had written? Any existing books that you wish you had written? It's a very smart question. Was that that uh, the, the popular new one I saw in a doctor's waiting office when I was here to get my vaccines from traveling? Uh, the one about uh, the, the Leonardo da Vinci painting, the Da Vinci Code. Oh yeah, yeah. that was good. <laughs> That's one you wish you had written. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Mr. Sam. I would say uh, Into Thin Air about the uh, climbing of Mount Everest. That grossed, I think, two mil in its first pressing. And then the second printing, I think it did eight mil. And then it grossed, I want to say, 20 mil. And it was in the New York Times bestseller for what? How long? Am I thinking? Sounds like someone read the It was like a point. month up there at the top. I mean, yeah, that's, I wish I wrote that. <laughs> but will you ever get me on Mount Everest? No. Why? Uh, one final question for Mr. That's something I've yet to do is tackle it. No, no thanks. Tackle it. If humans shouldn't go where you need oxygen tanks. Like, that's wrong. So under, under the sea or, or, or off into space, you should Either go. way, either way. May I ask you, have you seen the Wesley Snipes film, The Art of War? No. No one else did. <laughs> I saw it in your uh, selection of films. I thought it was good. The director, I, I, Christian Duguay, was the name of the director. Uh, interested in what else he's made. I, I dare say you can look him up on the uh, Internet Movie Database. Oh, they have something like that? They I, do indeed. I've always indeed. thought that. I wonder if I'm on there. It's a, yeah, as a matter of fact, you are. I yes, have my been, own IMDb been, been, page. Yes, there's been many filmed, many filmed adaptations of your works. Well, I know. They, I, they wanted me to write the scripts. I said, money for story. But I don't need money. I just want the word. I'll give you. The story is my payment. I've got a story. <laughs> Movies. But you took the money. Sure. <laughs> right, now, we do have a few questions uh, from the internet, but if there's anyone here, live in our studio audience, that has a question for either of the authors up here. Can you guys see okay? Is this all right? <laughs> anyone at all? Just throw your hands up and we'll call on you. And Don't point at each other. Don't, that's, that's rude. No one at all? all right. Oh, this gentleman takes pity on the shy, panel. Shy. What's uh, Ernest's favorite? Papa, please. 
What's your favorite novel that you wrote? Mr. Hemingway, what is your favorite novel that you have written? Well, I, what was most well received by the country is The Old Man in the Sea. But I, I think that uh, some of the earlier works could have been more recognized, although hugely successful. Uh, but I think my... The thing I'm working on now, which I expect won't be considered a failure and by the end of my life, will be the best. So the best is yet to come for me. Could you you give us just a hint of what that might be? I forget. I haven't come up with the title yet. Untitled uh, Ernest Hemingway Project? Yes. Is that what it says on IMDb? That would be telling. Okay. Well, I, I suppose I would say the best is always yet to come because memory and living... Uh, yet to live more. Did that not answer your question as much as you thought? Perfect. I mean, what were you expecting? I was going to say, the old man in the sea. I'll pick one. They're all great. Everyone loves my work. Oh, I love my short stories. Could you imagine, though, if I did say, oh, well, this one short story, maybe you haven't heard of it, but... Imagine or hope. Well, you, I mean, I just think that would be peculiar. I've got so many titles, and if I were to say... You know, the old man in the sea, the sun also rises. I'd know all my titles. <laughs> but, but what if I said, oh, you know, uh, Agatha's Prayer, the, the one short story I wrote. Oh, it might have been interesting. <laughs> um, any other questions from the audience? Yes, this gentleman right here. Uh, I would love to hear Mr. Sun describe the time that uh, the emperor ordered him to train his concubines into soldiers. Oh, yeah. this gentleman would like to hear Mr. Sun describe the time that the emperor did what? He... Uh, Mr. Sun to train the concubines into soldiers. The time I, the emperor ordered uh, you to train the concubines as soldiers. It was, uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's what it is. Because you go, first of all, I was like, oh, who are you talking to? Like, I mean, and, and when, it's, when it's me, that's when, what? What? And, uh, and uh, the emperor, I'll tell you something. Uh, nice guy. Good guy. Um, uh, went to bed very early. I don't know if you guys know that about him. Uh, loved to eat. And it was a, it was a weird... T- but, you know, I took it on, and I was scared to death. And at, at that point, sometimes I say, fuck it, I'm going to do this fucking thing the way this guy was. And who can, You know, if he doesn't like it, he can hit the high road, and I'll just do my own fucking thing. Uh, but at the end of it, you know, I looked at myself in the mirror, and I said, you know something, man? You're all right once in a while. You can do the jobs you're asked to do. And that's the thing. Inspirational. Inspirational. And we found out the emperor was a foodie. Now we have just a few... such a good answer. I mean, it's really good. You guys like him better than me? Oh, Papa. I don't think that's true. A round of applause. Who loves Papa? I do. I do. We all do. We all do. Just sleep it off, love. Just sleep it off. <laughs> now we have uh, time for just a couple questions from uh, the social networking website Twitter. Uh, normally, uh, good uh, for concise writing. Indeed, getting what indeed. you mean in that's a right. small amount. That's right. That's that's the that's the task. And uh, some I think Twitter was based off me. <laughs> There's a case to be made for that, Papa. <laughs> Oh, there's not. Fair enough. I will not be reading uh, people's Twitter handles because people from the internet do not deserve uh, recognition. 
For Mr. Sun Tzu, were fireworks way better in ancient China? Oh, man. <laughs> we start 7 p.m., and you know how, like, when you go see fireworks, there's, like, it's, like, trickling, kind of, and then there's, like, the big thing at the end? We start with the big thing. And, I mean, it's just, like, cluster bombs, cluster bombs. We did this, I mean... It's just, and it goes to three o'clock in the morning, and at the end of it, you go, bring it on, keep doing it. Um, and you start doing it really young. I mean, you know, the, the, the life expectancy, I mean, it was like 30. So, I mean, we just party hard. We just, uh, and like, I don't like that phrase, party hard, but you know what I mean? Like, we just do it, and the visuals of fireworks, it's like, you want that thing to, like, rock your skull, you know? Hence the word fireworks. It's a Chinese word. Fire, meaning like fire, flame. And works, meaning like the mechanics of how yes. the flame is going to reach the, the sky. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's what that is. Fireworks. That's what you think, you know, when you think about words, that's what... Sometimes it's just that simple. <laughs> Speaking of uh, partying hard, yes. uh, I watched in the time machine this one called Bill and, Bill and Brian's Excellent Adventure. Bill, Bill and Ted's oh, right. Excellent Adventure. Yeah. I learned a lot by watching this one. Uh, uh, this guy, that I didn't know a lot about Joan of Arc, but I learned a lot about her in the movie. She was very fit. <laughs> I liked to have met her. As well, all she of the She played guitar, I think, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Really, really. Miss Hemingway, one final question for you. Why did you have so many cats? The internet wants to know. Why did Mr. Hemingway have a so many cats? cat is like a person. They don't bullshit you, you know? They don't. <laughs> a, a really, oh, they're better than a person. A person will bullshit. <laughs> yes, for sure. But a cat is a true emotion, you know? It doesn't try to act like it's... <laughs> Next time. Next Something time for sure. No, I got it. I got that. I saw it fly away. <laughs> Sorry. You know, someone will bullshit you like James Joyce. He'll bullshit you. He's no cat. He'll try to... He thinks he's better. Proven. That's been proven. One time... One time, James Joyce... I got it. I got it. I got it. I think I got it. I got it. We have time for one last question. Uh, we're dangerously James, close to going over time. Joyce. Uh, James Joyce is not here, unfortunately. But let me ask you this. For both gentlemen, this is from the internet. What is the craziest shit you ever pulled? <laughs> from the internet. Shing, um, uh... Shing Jay is coming up. He's coming up the road, and uh, <laughs> we did this slapping thing where, like, we kind of like we would just like slap him left, right, and up uh, up into his jaw so that his tooth went up into the front of his. We were kids, <laughs> terribly. Oh, I didn't realize you were children at the time. I apologize. I assumed this was two adults doing. Um, uh, it made me laugh so hard. I mean, I'm talking te- the tears. Uh, tears just rolling down my face, laughing so hard. I mean, and this kid's trying to get up. And yeah, we just kind of knocked him down a bunch of times. I mean, it's just old China. That's what we. Textbook. Textbook yeah. old China. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Hemingway? Thank you. The craziest shit you've ever pulled. Oh, well, one time I was in the. <laughs> this is a bit of a stander. One time I was in the hospital with a torn groin and a stubbed finger. And I had, was visited by F. Scott. 
And I'm in my bed, and I says, I say, Earth Scott, come on, let's compare penises. <laughs> and I thought it was a great competition because although he had much more in length and girth, I'd like to think mine had much more character. <laughs> Every wrinkle told a story on mine. Every little piece and scratch, as if it had lived more, whereas F. Scott was smooth and dull. <laughs> and although he used his flowery description, there wasn't much to describe about it. My thanks to Ernest Hemingway, Sun Tzu, and Abby Hoffman for their time. Special thanks to Messrs. Josh Fadum and Fred Armisen, and Ms. Jen Kirkman for no particular reason. This podcast is produced by Messrs. Ben Zelovansky and Paul F. Tompkins, with special material written by Mr. Zelovansky. The producers wish to thank Cody Fisher, Jim Yatto, Alex Berg, Susan Hale, and everyone at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theatre Los Angeles, and Lauren Rock and Joel Arkeos at 826LA. Our theme was composed and performed by Mr. Eben Schletter, Esquire. Our program is recorded live and monthly at the UCB Theatre Los Angeles. If you'd like to attend a future recording, tickets may be acquired at ucbtheatre.com. The theatre donates all proceeds to 826LA. For updates on future performances, please like the Dead Authors page on Facebook. For additional updates or to ask questions of our guests from the safety of your very own thumbs, follow us on Twitter, at DeadAuthorPod. The original Dead Authors reading series was created by Mr. John Korn. Until next time, this is H.G. Wells saying the show is over.